Wow. Welcome back to Broadway Journey. Uh, just wow. I told you guys I was going to get some more reactions, going to get some things off my chest uh, that I think you could take away from this game, things that you can take away from the Jets season as a whole. Lots of really cover. I, I didn't. I kind of hope to keep my post-game reaction short, but after a game, a game like that, or an emotional roller coaster like that, you kind of got to, just get it all out there. Um, so a lot to cover, like I said. Firstly, just want to thank everyone for the support. Uh, first episode seemed to go over pretty well. I uh, do appreciate everyone, uh, you know, reaching out. Looking to do this more, uh, you know, obviously before as, as a pregame, as I said, before every game, and obviously a post-game reaction like I'm going to do now. Uh, listen, REM said it all, man. Everyone hurts. Um, and that 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 hurt. That sucked. Right? I mean, you you – you're on a roller coaster the entire game. You start the game, and I'll do my biggest takeaways like drive for drive. I'm not going to go through every play, but you start the game with a Donald touchdown. The be- unbelievable run just shows you what the kid can do if you give him a little space, a little bit of his legs. But I mean, the kid makes plays. You can't deny. It. And sometimes, obviously, they go to the wrong team. You know that happens. And you knew that coming in. That he had a lot of turnovers at USC. You knew he. You hoped he was going to make. You know make changes in the right way to really make the plays he needed to make, not make the same simple rookie mistakes he was making, even at USC, some of those mistakes. But there's always the excuse, right? You start at USC. He played linebacker up to his sophomore year, transitioned to a quarterback, redshirt freshman, puts on an unbelievable Rose Bowl performance. And everyone said, you know, he's going to have the mistakes. Fine. He had the fumbles. He had the interceptions. I get that. Come to the NFL, everyone said, listen, he had turnovers at USC. I understand that, but that's what coaching does. And I don't know if you can make the the case that Gase is going to be the coach or is the coach or even last season, this season, is going to be the coach that puts him in the right direction and surrounds him with enough talent, plays, whatever you may call it, to succeed. I know, you know Gase isn't always on the personnel side, but you have to imagine he has some sort of input. So that that's just off the bat what I had to get off my chest about Darnold because – the kid can play based, you know, everything you look at, he can play. Um, just going to go with my big takeaways from the game off, off the top. I mean, for, forget that Melvin Gordon run at the end, right? Like he, he was stopped in the backfield. He made a great play and bounced it outside. Uh, it, it happened. Like it, it doesn't happen, but with a jet. So it happens. We, we were embarrassing like that. I mean, you just can't have that. If you're going to win a football game, a 43 yard run to seal the deal, you have three timeouts just fresh out the two minute warning. It's, it's rough, man. It's a, it's a rough time to be a Jet fan. That's, and sadly, that's been something that's been going on probably ever since Rex Ryan left the building, right? It's just bonehead, stupid mistakes, just like that. And I mean, you had him in the backfield, you got to make the play. But I'm going to, I'm going to focus on something that happened before that, that really, 
really just pissed me off. I mean, you're, your owner comes out, calls you an offensive genius. You tout yourself as an offensive genius. You've done nothing but prove the opposite. Adam Gase can't get three yards on two plays. The first one, the first play of that series, right? So we're, we're driving. Donald's putting together a pretty decent drive, really running for his life the entire time. You can't – you have a first and ten on that, on that, that final series. Right, Chris Herndon drop over the middle. Guys invisible the entire game. Finally throwing the ball, he drops the ball over the middle. Unbelievable. You come back with Belage for seven, and I have some very stern thoughts on the, that guy. He, he, what the fuck is he doing run blocking? But we'll we'll get back to that. You have third and three. You have an awful read and an awful throw by Donald. Now is that is that his first read? Is that is that throw his first read? It, it was just not what you want. For a third and three, why are you taking a shot on a third and three? Then you come back in the fourth and three. You still have Belage in there. He gets absolutely smoked. Donald sack, likely the game. I'm going to kill myself. Wow. I'm going to kill myself, and it's your fault. So let's reflect here on this. You're Adam Gase, the offensive genius again. You can't get three yards on two plays. Fine. I got no excuses for you. Like, it, you you suck. There's no question about it. You can't fucking do anything. You're a terrible. I don't even know if you were not good offensive coordinator. I know you had Peyton Manning, but I don't really know what that even proves anymore. Like, did he influence you, or you influence him? I mean, you obviously have some sort of secret relationship where he keeps getting you jobs somehow. But that that's beyond the point. So now we we move on from that. And if you're a Jets fan, you're saying, okay, fire Gase, right? Get rid of Gase and. Listen, I, I was not – you can ask anyone who's close to me. I was not someone that even wanted to hire Gates. I do not think he's a good coach. Didn't want him to even come into the Jets in the first place. But, you know, sometimes you got to deal with the hand you're dealt. So, say you fire him. You're going to bring in Greg Williams now, who just got absolutely torched by an undrafted free agent on his first NFL start on a Thursday night football game away on a West Coast road trip for 242 yards and two touchdowns, throwing to Tim Patrick. Yeah, the Judy catch was amazing. It shouldn't even never happen. We'll get to that. But you have Rippin, who I mispronounced his name like three times in my last podcast because guess what? I didn't know who the fuck this guy was. Throwing for 242 yards and two touchdowns. Now, he did throw three picks. Okay. You got a little pressure on him. But you're going to trust your team to Greg Williams now? At this point, I, I mean, I wish they'd fire everyone. I don't even care, except for Joe Douglas. I'd get rid of everyone, but I don't I don't understand the justification for keeping Gase. You have you're on now a long week going into going into the next game, right? I just don't get it. I don't get what the team is thinking. It's not like it's not like it's not like Gase is is relevant to Donald's career now. If anything, he's He's only relevant to make him worse. You can't show me this entire season. You can't show me one single play, not even one, that was scripted for Donald to throw a touchdown or down the field. Donald is running for his life, making plays out of nothing. Look at his touchdown run today. A broken play, he ran for a touchdown. Broken play. 
Not even, not even script. I mean, no one really scripts a quarterback run. I will credit Gase though; he did actually let Donald run on a on a fourth and one to get the first down. But I will credit that. Outside of that, none of this is scripted. So I'm going to finish the coach bashing with this because there's there's only so much so much agony that us Jets fans can take. That, that that's no secret. Let's finish up this coach bashing. Gase terrible. Not not even. Not even a question. No creativity. I mean, I don't know what PTSD this guy has where he can't throw the ball over the middle. I don't know if he was in high school and he was a shitty little slot receiver, went over the middle and just got absolutely demolished. Never wants to do it again. Doesn't want to put someone else through that kind of trauma. I don't know. I don't get it. Everything's to the sideline. Everything is some shitty out route. I think I saw Donald throw the ball downfield once or twice during the game. Chris Herndon's just not a non-factor anymore. He was supposed to be one of the guys, a franchise cornerstone for years after a pretty great rookie season. Nowhere to be found. Ryan Griffin, who I predicted uh, you know, prior, would have a pretty good game. Didn't really see much. I think two catches. Nothing nothing really there. Crowder played great. Gase just has to go. That, that, that's the bottom line here. And then we'll, we'll flip to the defensive side of the ball. Just how undisciplined, how undisciplined is this team? I know we're banged up a little bit. We're missing some key guys. But, like, how many uh, – truly, how many plays can we m- make a play, knock the ball away, make a sa- have a sack, and we're, we're pretty much just giving them free first downs based on nonsense bonehead penalties? Enough's enough with it. It's it, The undisciplined, I mean, Rex Ryan, I always jump back to that because that's – for a Jets fan of my age, that's kind of like our gl- our glory days, which I don't know if that's sad or good, two straight AFC championships, but they were pretty undisciplined too. I'm, I'm looking at you, Kyle Wilson, um, but pretty undisciplined as well. Nothing really going, and we're, we're looking at this team, and I I haven't seen discipline on this team in a while. We haven't seen any 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 sort of authority, any, any punishment that is worth – I mean, I don't know how you punish grown men. I don't know if you know the old-fashioned suicide works, but my God, you you gotta do something. We have to, we have to clean this up. If we're not gonna win games, let's at least compete, right? Like, I'll, I'll take the first overall pick, and I'll get to some some out uh, some takes on that because I got some pretty good fan questions. But do something, make it make us want to believe in this team again, because enough's enough. I mean. And really, enough. Enough's enough. I, that's really all we can say about it. I, 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 you can't justify Gase. You can't even justify Greg Williams at this point. Who even last year? I mean, I know how good Jamal Adams was, and we didn't have Mosley last year. But does Jamal Adams mess this many problems? Like this shouldn't. We have a lot of returning guys. It shouldn't be, you know, rocket science defense. I mean, I don't know. We just pulled out Lamar Jackson, the cornerback. You heard that right, Lamar Jackson, not the not the Lamar Jackson, the cornerback Lamar Jackson, who actually made a play for us. But Basan Austin was a six round pick out of Rutgers who didn't play an entire year before we got him. I don't know if Bryce Hall is ever going to play for this team. He was supposed to be that that gem late late round pick out out of Vatek. Where the where is this guy? Enough's enough. It, this is just getting embarrassing now, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna turn it. I mean, we talked about some pretty pretty important plays. All the all the terrible. All the terrible. I mean, I didn't even get to the Jerry Judy Mossing Desir play. Desir is in perfect defensive position. You can't take that away from him. I'll, I'll touch on this, but that Jerry Judy made a hell of a play. And look at look at Denver. Look at what they gave these quarterbacks. I mean, you couldn't tell me who Tim Patrick was before this game. The guy has an absolute 
an absolute day on the Jets. Jerry Judy, you knew who he was, fine. You, you know the talents that that's there. But I want to go back to it. I mean, Fant got hurt, but he was he was relevant in the game. Tim Patrick, six catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. Just so just so we're clear on Tim Patrick. Now jump now jump back to to what they did in the draft. They got they got Jerry Judy last year. They got they got Fant. People aren't. I said it in my pregame. People aren't talking about KJ Hamler. This kid out of Penn State was a burner. They invested in Drew Locke, and it showed because you had a third-string guy come into the game and torch an NFL defense. Now, do you call the Jets an NFL defense at this point? I don't know if you can justify it, but they torched him. What 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 more is there to say? So let's let's leave it at that on the defense. Uh, en- enough. Enough breaking their balls. Jump, jump to the and uh, jump to the offense. No, again, no creativity. I, I, I said this enough, but look, just, just look at what we've done to Sam Donald. The guy is running for his life. He got sumo, he gets sumo wrestled to the ground. Absolute sumplex. Probably should have been a penalty, but you know, I, I like letting the boys play a little bit. Hurts his shoulder. You got Flacco come in for a play. I mean, why one? Why bring Donald back into the game? Right, like, why? I don't. I you could justify it after that first series, but it was a third down, and you bring Donald back in. I know he's okay, but let Flacco play the series. Let Donald make sure adrenaline's a hell of a thing, right? Like, what if it was more a little more serious? Let let Donald warm up more on the sideline. Get Flacco in for that entire drive. Even even the end of that series would be okay, but just makes no sense. And you throw Makai Beckton in there. I mean. You knew you were banged up on the offensive line coming in. You don't pull anyone up from the practice squad. You have Mekhi Becton almost crying on the sideline with, in shoulder pain, and you're throwing him out in the field. This is this is another cornerstone of the franchise that Gase is going to ruin. He's going to ruin Mekhi Becton by not giving him the rest he needs. Just just no excuses. And talk about an awful situation. I'll I'll get I, I got some awards to give out for the game, but an awful situation is. Moving the the center you signed from Denver to play left tackle during the game, and just and just jumbling these guys. The the offensive line. I know you're looking for for you know different mixtures on the offensive line that work that you can protect Donald. You don't do that on Thursday night football in the middle of a game. You do that in practice. Just just brutal. It's just brutal. So we'll leave it at that. I don't know how much more I can bash everything that's happening. I do think I got some pretty cool stuff coming up for you guys. I got uh, some game awards I'm going to give out. Uh, looking MVP, most improved player during the game. Offensive MVP, defensive MVP. I'm going to go least valuable player. And I'm going to go the New York Jets moron of the game. So I think you guys will enjoy that. And then I'm going to get to some fan questions. It's a, it's a major award. A major award. All right. First ever award ceremony for Broadway Joni here. Going to be an interesting one, just because obviously after a loss, I don't know how you can give out awards, but we're going to do it anyway because I think we had some uh, pretty interesting stuff here. So, oh boy, MVP of the game. This is my most valuable player. Going to shock a, a couple people here on this one. I'm going to go Brian Poole, and I, I don't think it was close. Brian Poole is all over the field for the Jets. Now you can make a case for Marcus May as well, but he had a couple pretty blown coverages. Brian Poole is making tackles, deflections. He got that pick, which is a great undercut of the route. 
the, he's, he's living up to everything you want out of a cornerback. He's great in the slot. You thought he'd have his hands full with the Broncos moving people around. And he lived up to, you know, why we brought him back. The guy can flat out play. Even Jamal Adams gave him a nice little shout out on, uh, on Twitter, which you don't see Jamal Adams even tweeting about the Jets anymore unless he's shading us. So that was nice to see. But got to go Brian Poole, my MVP for the game. Definitely check out the highlights of the game. You'll see Brian Poole just absolutely all over the field. Loved it. Uh, most improved. Now, this is going to be most improved uh, during the actual game. Um, just because I didn't really evaluate last week's game too heavy, so I didn't have a most improved. And obviously, we got absolutely shelled, so I don't really know how you can even justify anyone being – pretty much the whole team's improved just from showing up. So the most improved this game, I'm going to go up here to Sear. Um, he's getting a lot of flack, right? This is this is Joe Douglas's biggest cornerback offseason. He's supposed to be cornerback one. Uh, and listen, he, he blew that, he blew that Jerry Judy play. He got absolutely mossed. No question about that. Pretty embarrassing. I mean, just everyone texting me, telling me how embarrassing it was. And listen, guys, I have eyes. I saw it. It was terrible, but he came back, had a nice little toe drag, uh, interception. That was something you, you didn't think you'd see from Desir. You follow that up. He had the pick six, should have been tackled, kept going. I mean, he brought the Jets single-handedly back into that game. Uh, even though he did let up that big play, he brought us back. So I'm going to go most improved, Pierre Desir. Uh, jump to the offense, offensive MVP, Jamison Crowder, no question. Stamp that, mark it down. That's He was he was great. Great to have him back. You can tell the difference. Um, you can tell the difference in Darnold's play. He, he had his guy. He he did – Darnold did look at him a little too much, kind of locked, locked on him a lot, easy for the defense to read. But end of the day, that's uh, that's exactly what – Crowder was brought in to do. Uh, Crowder was brought in by the McCagnan front office, so going to be interesting to see how they use him moving forward uh, after the season, but Jameson Crowder, offensive MVP. Defensive MVP, I'm going to go outside of Poole and Desir. I'm going to go with a different guy. I'm going to go with Quinton Williams. Just the only guy who was really applying a lot of pressure uh, you know, off the ball. He was getting in the backfield. Great against the run. Uh didn't see any stats so far on how he was graded, uh, you know, by Pro Football Focus. But I mean, listen, the guy, the guy played well, you know, from the eye test. Well, we'll obviously, find out a little bit more, and I can definitely touch on that as we roll into next week. But Quinn Williams, defensive MVP, another solid outing, and he's kind of coming into his own here. All right, let's jump to the LVP, least valuable player. I shit on this guy before the game, and I'm gonna absolutely shit on his hat, shit in his hat the second time. Kellen Balage, oh my God. It's a little more on Gaze to put this guy in for run blocks. He had one nice one-handed catch, but why the fuck is he in the game run uh, for pass blocking? Let's be honest. Like, why? you want? We drafted P. Ryan in a pretty premium spot over a lot of receivers we could have taken, and I've, I've said that before. Why the fuck is this guy in the game at all? I would rather see Josh Adams out there. I would rather get the the uh, the old man Thomas Jones. I would bring him back on the team before I sign Balage. This guy is terrible. Least valuable player. Not even close. Just brutal. And we're going to jump right to the moron of the game. Did anyone have any bets that the moron of the game was not going to be Adam Gase? If you did, you are a sucker. Adam Gase, another... Just buffoon game. Just fire this guy. Enough's enough. That's that. Those are the awards of the game. Um, phew, wow. Just, just wow. 
how can you how can you even uh how can you even justify it? But let's jump in to where I was right, where I was wrong. Don't want to steal coward stuff here, but you can't you can't have a pregame and a postgame show and not talk about where I where I fucked up. So we'll go there. Where I was right, the Melvin Gordon show. 23 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Set it from the gate. He's gonna be a focal point of the offense. I mean, obviously Rippin was you know, playing some pretty decent football, but Melvin Gordon stole the show for the Broncos, sealed the deal with that 43-yard touchdown run. Going to go where I was right, Melvin Gordon. I was also right, heavy blitz by the Jets defense all over the field, blitzing. Worked sometimes, didn't work other times, but pretty pretty solid uh, Pretty solid to blitz the, uh, the rookie quarterback. I said Sam Ficken. Big night for Sam Ficken. I said he's going to have a big night for the Jets. He had that one missed field goal that didn't count due to the uh, hit of the center or the long snapper, excuse me. Uh, Sam Ficken, big night. And uh, lastly, where I was right, Donald can make every throw. He can do it. This kid can play. He can make the throws. He's got to make better reads. I mean, I didn't even get to that. The fade route to Frank Gore and another one to Chris Hogan. I'm, come on, but that's just – that's just the offense coordinator, hopefully in his ear at this point, but he can make the throws on the run in the pocket when his feet are set. It's something, so, a, a beautiful thing. So I was right. Sam Donald can make the throws. He, for me, he's the guy. We'll get to the Trevor Lawrence stuff in a minute, but he's the guy where I was wrong. Ripping through for two forty-two. hundred percent wrong about that. I was one for three on the prop bets uh, to get back to where I was right. I was right about Frank Gore on his rushes. He only had 10. So that under hit, I was wrong about Donald over one and a half touchdown passes. That's a loss. I was also wrong about ripping throwing for under 202. That's a loss as well. I will say just who who saw Tim Patrick coming? 100% wrong about that. 100% I was wrong about the Jets winning this game. I thought we would win 24-20. Way off. Hey, it happens. It happens to the best. That's that. But overall, I was right about some things, wrong about some things. Not everyone can be perfect, and I certainly was uh, was not tonight. Rolling into some fan questions, uh, courtesy of your boy, boy George. Phenomenal song. Uh, so we're going to roll right into it. Got some pretty great ones, a lot, of, a lot to talk about. We're going to end the show on this. So I uh, appreciate you guys sending some stuff in, showing some love. Uh, we got the first one is from Mikey out of the Kings Park Mental Asylum. That sounds right. Uh, question is, how do we fix the wide receiver problem going forward? Trades, potential free agents, draft, etc. Great question. Something I'm very passionate about. Uh, something that obviously the cries of the fans have not been listened to in in years because we just consistently neglect that position. Uh, at, at least in the past, we you know we took some flyers on people, right? We took some we took a flyer on like a Plaxico Perez, a Braylon Edwards with the, with the drop history, things like that. Uh, San Antonio Holmes, you know, we we we've done it. Now we and I, I hate to forget Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, but. 
since then, you just haven't seen any any risk or any sort of reward. Like Crowder has been good, but everyone knew he was going to come in as a slot guy. You let go of Robbie Anderson. You bring in Brashad Perriman, who is just as unproven as they come. I hope I'm wrong about that one, but you haven't done anything. We haven't seen Mims yet. I do think he's going to be a solid contributor, but you passed on a lot of guys late in the draft. So how do we fix it? I think there's two ways. And I obviously I have the ideal scenario, but free agency, we have a ton of money coming up, right? We, we saved a lot of money for this upcoming free agency class. I do think that was, that was planned. I, I do think that is something that Joe Douglas has thought of. I don't think he's going to pay crazy money. But I do think once Gase goes, because Gase, Gase is more of a system guy than a player guy. He's shown that everywhere he's been. I do think you, you see some stuff. I, I do think the best thing that Joe Douglas has done is he's brought in these guys on one to two year contracts. Very interesting why he did that, but he brought them on one to two year contracts. So you have a huge free agency class coming up. I think the best way to fix it, and I don't know if this is going to be possible. I this is a dream scenario. You get you bring in Juju Smith there, excuse me. Obvious chemistry with Donald at the USC. Guy can flat out play. He he's been Donald's most outright vocal supporter from any team. Um, so I do think in you bring in uh, Juju. I think he's going to be a great would be a great addition. Excuse me. Um, that's if the Steelers don't pan. The Steelers are very deep at receiver. There's a possibility they don't, or it's a good old-fashioned bidding war, and I would assume Joe Douglas would take the risk on a proven receiver. Let's follow that. A lot of free agents. You got If you're looking at unrestricted, I'm looking at the top guys. You got A.J. Green, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones. Corey Davis has been a pretty solid guy. But there's one guy I think you take the risk on. You pay him. Paying like it deserves to be paid, and you get a pretty good discount on. I'm very high on Curtis Samuel. I think he's a guy that would fit very well into any offense. I think he's a playmaker. And going from that, I I think Curtis Samuel and Juju are your two top targets moving out into the offseason. Now you obviously have the lower end guys that you can go after, uh, Demarcus Robinson, Chris Moore, um, some, some of these guys that, that can help you right away, but I think those two guys are your top. Going from there, I wouldn't trade for anyone. I don't think receiver receiver trades are of any value unless you give a late-round draft pick. I gave you the free agents. Ah, Jamar Chase in the draft is the way to go. Now, I can't give you too much draft insight just because we're getting a pretty mixed-up season with the co- uh, with the coronavirus happening, but I, Jamar Chase is a stud, going to be the guy – any any advice outside of that, I just I don't feel comfortable, you know, putting my stamp of approval on. But Jamar Chase, he's the guy. If we're when we are in the top ten, Jamar Chase is, has to be the has to be the target there. So we'll move on from that. I uh, hope I answered your question. Next is from Tommy Wales, straight out of Atlantis. Uh, that makes sense as well. Uh, if the Jets get the number one pick, any scenario we don't get Trevor Lawrence, uh, he did. He did stipend this question with if Donald has two more games of two or more interceptions. Ah, man. Two two thought processes here to look at that. It's a great question. First and foremost, 
does Joe Douglas believe in Sam Donald? I think he does. But does Joe Douglas believe in him? That that's that's number one. Now I think Joe Douglas is a smart GM. I think he knows. I think he knows the most ideal scenario, right? And the most ideal scenario is a team gives you their entire franchise to draft Trevor Lawrence, who will be their franchise, no doubt about that. You're looking at potentially two, three, four more first round picks over the next two years. Gives you the building blocks to be successful. Now, when you have that, we already have that pair with the two first rounders we got from Seattle. Our two first rounders, which are going to be in the top ten this year, hopefully not next uh, the following year, but it's we're going to have a top ten pick this year. I would, if I had to tell you, I would, I would say it's seventy percent we don't go Trevor Lawrence to thirty percent we do go Trevor Lawrence. I just think some teams going to give up way too much, so I would say that. Now on the flip side, also I'll say on that as well before I jump to the flip side is you. Donald's fifth-year option, you can get him on a, on a huge discount. If you look at the teams who have been winning Super Bowls, it's a lot of rookie quarterback contracts. A lot of rookie quarterback contracts where you can build around the guy. The Jets have categorically failed to do that. But if you can get Donald on a discount, on a, one, a hometown discount, two, because I don't know if anyone else is going to give him big money, I think that's a way to go as well if you're Joe Douglas. Um, on the flip side, listen, Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent. But you you have to surround them with guys. So I would 100% go with keeping Darnold. However, Trevor Lawrence is a pretty <laughs> a pretty enticing deal. It's going to be very interesting. But that's kind of my take on that. Um, great. So moving on, we got Joey from East Rock. There it is, Joey. Um, can you address address the Jets draft options this year, assuming that they have a top 10 pick and are sticking with Donald? So I just kind of did that a little bit. <sighs> the draft options, I, I just think it's Jamar Chase or Bust. I don't think you go anywhere else but a playmaking receiver unless they're – Joe Douglas could be very enticed with a standout corner. I don't have any specific names for you yet. Uh, I could rip off a Mel Kuyper Jr. draft board but just not really worth my time at this point let the season play out a little bit more let's see what these guys got you know what jamar chase has which is the biggest thing because jamar chase has opted out um but you go play making receiver now there's a couple guys who opted back in i just don't think i don't think you go any other way but a receiver we haven't drafted a first round receiver and god knows how long um, I would say probably since Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, someone can call me on that 100%, but we just haven't done it. We've categorically failed as an organization to provide offensive talent. Need to get a first-round receiver in the building. Um, last question before we wrap it up is from Jay Tizzle. Interesting name, Jay Tizzle, but love it. Love the uh, support. I do appreciate it. Ooh, this is a doozy. He, uh, he, he's asking – how I would, I would compare Daniel Jones and Sam Donald over their short careers. Ooh, wow. Good one. Especially because both these teams could be fighting for that number one pick with Trevor Lawrence. So uh, both teams suck. No question about that, but not about the team, about the quarterback. I think both guys have potential to have a bright future. I do like Daniel Jones. I'll be the first to say when the Giants picked them, I, I laughed, you know, but looking more into it, his college receivers had a alarming drop rate just didn't really have the support at Duke he needed. Comes into the Giants, shows he shows glimpses. Now, people want him to be an Eli Manning. I don't think he's that. He's much more athletic. I do think he has a, obviously a fumble and a turnover problem, more on the fumbles. But 
just watching Giants games, you, you see what he can do. He, he, he can control the clock. He can make plays. He's great on third down from what I've seen. Um, and the Giants have done right by him. They've given him tools to succeed. He's got talent around them. You got, I mean, obviously with Barkley out, that kind of hurts it a little bit, but they went right out and, just, and signed Devonta Freeman. You still have Deion Lewis in that backfield. So I do like what the Giants have done for Daniel Jones. I do think he's got a bright future. Flip that to what Sam Darnold's done. So Darnold, listen, he's done nothing but regress. If you want to ignore facts, then we can ignore facts, but Donald's regressed. And that, is that Adam Gase? Is that Sam Donald? I think it's a mixture of lack of organizational support as well as a lack of talent around him. Um, Gase has obviously done nothing but hurt this kid. So comparing them, I think Daniel Jones has been given more. I think Donald's been given less. I do think Donald has much more of a higher ceiling and much more talent than Daniel Jones does. However, Daniel Jones, he makes it work for himself, right? He 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 makes what he does work. Um, a lot to prove for both two young guys. Both are still incredibly young and a lot to do. But if you if you ask for my final say, I think the quarterback future in New York is bright, not because of particularly Jones or Donald, but because one of these two teams is likely going to get Trevor Lawrence and one of these two teams is likely going to have a Jones-Trevor Lawrence combo or a Donald-Trevor Lawrence combo, which in turn speaks for a bright future. So that's my take on it. Both both show promise. Both could could be the guy. It's just about what you give them, what, what you surround them with. So that's, that's that. So again, appreciate the questions, everyone. Please keep them coming. Love talking Jets football and even happy to talk about other teams. Or even if you have some fantasy uh, fantasy football questions, happy to go over some stuff as well. Uh, I'll finish it up with my prop bets. Went one went one for three. Uh, hit the Gore bet, like I said. Missed on the Darnold touchdowns. I think I mentioned this as well, but uh, missed on the uh, the ripping the ripping bet as well. Got got crushed last night. Not gonna lie, but we'll 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 bounce back. Long weekend of football. Um, any questions over the weekend, feel free to shoot them over. Next uh, next pod is going to be before the Jets' uh, next game. Uh, obviously, we're off this Sunday because we did play Thursday Night Football, so we're going to be rolling right into uh, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. And, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, as always, been fun. Uh, let me know if you have any uh, any feedback, support, things like that, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time.